You're listening to the Live Happier Longer Podcast, Episode 77. Welcome to the Live Happier Longer Podcast. This podcast is equal parts information, inspiration, education, and motivation, all dedicated to increased longevity and improving overall quality of life. I'm your host, Molly Watts, and I'm here to help you build the habits of a happier, longer life. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome back to the Live Happier Longer podcast. I am your host, Molly Watts, and I'm coming to you from a fairly gray and cloudy Oregon. That was sort of anticipated. It is Memorial Day right now, so happy Memorial Day, even though you'll be listening to this when it's in the past. And I knew that this was going to be the case, but it does look as though the following week after today is going to be getting very beautiful here in Oregon, and I am certainly looking forward to that. It's never really a podcast if we don't talk about the weather first, is it? (laughs) So this podcast is equal parts information, inspiration, education, and motivation. And that helps me Uh, bring in different aspects of that, whether I'm sharing some ideas or sharing information, sharing science, reading books that are motivational, or like today, bringing on a guest who is inspirational by the fact that she is living her own version of a happier, longer life. And this particular guest, Deb Cummins-Stellato, Deb and I met almost two years ago now at an Amy Porterfield conference. And We met because we were in a little subset of people at that conference who were women over the age of 50. But Deb was just someone who I think I probably would have gravitated to anyway. She's got so much energy. And she was actually there planning on building a course for nonprofit leaders. Her own company, where she has always been a leadership coach for nonprofits, it's called Think Good, the Think Good Company, uh, has now taken on a new turn. And that is a podcast and a coaching business that she has created called Think Courageously. And Deb had has had a lot happen in the last two years. And her story is inspiring because at the age of 58, she's doing something totally new, totally different, unexpected, and she's doing it with courage. And I love that. So I wanted to share her with you because this is available to you too. It's available to all of us. This idea that you can start something and your life is not over in your late 50s, early 60s, whenever you can start something too. I love the ideas that Deb has to share. And I hope you enjoy hearing from Deb Cummins. Stellato. Hey, Deb. Hey, Molly. How are you? It's so good to see you. It's so good to talk to you. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I am so excited to be here. I cannot believe that we're, it's almost been two years since our paths crossed. That just, that just seems like ridiculous. It does seem ridiculous. And it's been a pretty eventful two years for both of us, but especially for you. And I'm, that's really the reason I wanted to have you on the show. You've launched your own new podcast and really you're, I don't know. Did you, I mean, let's think about that two years ago. Could you have ever imagined where you were going, what, what this would be like now? I had no idea that this is where I would end up two years ago. And I went to that 
conference in San Diego, we were both lovers of Amy Porterfield. And I thought I was going to build a course, a leadership course. Uh-huh. And for um, right for nonprofit for leadership. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And um, I'm still doing a ton in the nonprofit space, but I have not built a course, Molly. Right. Um, but, but I've done some other things instead that seemed seem more important than a course for the time that we're in and that I'm in. Yeah. So let's talk about that because I know, like you said, I mean, both of our paths have taken different, you know, which is funny because I've ended up in the nonprofit sector, which has been an unusual turn of life events as well. But um, you, how long ago, like six months ago, is that about accurate or is a little longer that you completed your coaching certification? Well, I actually, so I got my official certification. I was notified that I got it in January, but I, the program took me exactly nine months. Right. Okay. Um, from start to end. So I had started, uh, whatever, like nine yeah. months before then and, um, got the official, yes, you're a certified coach uh, in January. I was determined to take my final exam before the end of 2019. And I actually recorded that on December 31st, 2019. Nice. Actually, beautiful. Well, hey, you know, set a goal and accomplish it. So tell me about that decision. Where did that come from? And, and, you know, a life coaching is one of the things that I actually like knew absolutely nothing about when you and I met back then, honestly. I mean, I kind of, I think that's probably maybe one of the first, uh, my first forays or, or talking to a couple of people that were at that conference and they were coaches. And I think that was kind of one of my first like real upfront crossing paths with that kind of life. And then it, over the course of my podcast, I actually in not too long after coming back from that conference interviewed somebody who was a life coach and even then, but she introduced me to the whole, <laughs> the whole idea of it. And uh, now it's a very, something that's so much a part of the self-coaching and things that I do in terms of, and following all of that has become something very important to me. So tell me for you where it came from, what happened and how you went down that path. Yeah. So it's interesting. I was doing um, a lot of consulting and I was calling myself a leadership coach, which I was, I was a certified leadership coach when I started this which means I was certified with a few assessments and as a facilitator for those programs and, and as a coach, but there was something for me that didn't feel a hundred percent authentic. I felt like I, I had known somebody and had actually been working for somebody who had gone through a certified coaching program. And I had seen what heavy lifting that whole program was like, it was Mm -hmm. a lot. And, so I, I felt that it was really important for me to, um, to get that. And so I started doing some research and thinking that I might want to go that direction. And it, it's kind of crazy because as I was looking at coaching, I was looking at it that I already was an expert and I was just <laughs> adding coaching to my bucket of things. Right. And that is exactly opposite of where I've landed. So uh, I think that that's really cool for myself to have that aha. And I was very much drawn to this IPEC coaching model because it's really based on something called core energy. 
mm-hmm. which I have always been really interested in the external perceptions of my own energy. And when I don't have energy, how other people have seen me and what was that all about? And so again, I've had such monumental shifts in my own thinking about that, but IPEC is the only program that is really based in this core energy model. Mm -hmm. It has a proprietary assessment that I really have fallen in love with. And I just felt like it was a good fit. So ironically, um, I had started looking at it. I'm trying to think of the timing, probably in like September, October. No, maybe even later. It's not important. But I had started looking at it before I lost my mom really unexpectedly. And I had not made a commitment to doing it. And then when she died, I felt, like it was the right it was the right choice for me it was something that i really wanted to do for myself and that i needed to do for myself and it was without a doubt the best decision i've made it's yeah. been an incredible journey for me and so tell me more about the like you so this the the coaching program in and of its you know notwithstanding then where did that take you into the Thinking Courageously and the Thinking Courageously podcast? What has that meant to you and where are you going with it? It's been life-changing for me. So as I said, I really thought I was a consultant going to learn coaching skills. Now I'm a coach that does consulting. Uh And that sounds like a weird, very subtle shift, but it's not at all. And Coaching is so much, um, it's such this amazing, amazing journey for other people to figure out where they want to go. And mm-hmm. the, the program for me um, actually bookended, my, my parents died 364 days apart. Wow. My mom died of a, she had a traumatic fall and she died from a traumatic brain injury. And it was literally like within 24 hours and I was completely unprepared. I could never, ever have pictured anything like that happening to my mom in a million, literally in a million years. Right. Right. And well, my father has been, he has Parkinson's. He had Parkinson's. He had been sick for what felt like years. And, um, he died 364 days after my mom did. They weren't, they had been divorced for a long time. But in the middle of all of that was my journey with coaching. And one of the things that happened for me, I had a lot of ahas about the way that I was showing up in life. And one of them was around this really huge desire to please people. And mm-hmm. Even deeper, it was a lot around my huge desire to please my mom and really take on a lot of her playbook. And what happened for me really is this, in my grief, I, I really leaned into gratitude that I had had this amazing mom, mm-hmm. but I also realized that I had an opportunity to set myself free in so many ways. And, and yeah, I'm, I just turned 58. Like, how do you live all those years not feeling like (laughs) you are living true to yourself? 
Right. But, but through coaching, I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been in some ways self-editing myself for so long. And so I learned to let that go and to really own my plethora of life experiences, of personal experiences, of work experiences, and and a feeling that I could actually help shine a light for other women on the power of the journey. And I know it sounds really cliche, but um, it became like I didn't have to be the expert in the room. I could just be my true, find my trueness and share that. And that was exactly where I was supposed to be. Yeah. That I, I, no, it doesn't. You know, I, I think that's one of the things that I, I, I can appreciate because like I said, I really didn't have a good grasp on this whole life coach kind of what it meant. And just like you said, just really understanding where you come from in your life and, and truly being able to live your authentic life and be your best self. It, it does require doing some mindful intention work and that whole self-coaching or coaching process. And, and I, you know, I really would, I, I don't know if you would agree with this either. Everybody in their life should either work with a coach or they should become a coach because it becoming a coach, you learn the thing, you know, you learn, right. But it's something that is truly been something very powerful for me as well. And I agree with you, you know, you can, go, it's a, it's a, an ironic thing that you can go through more than half of your life and never really understand this. I've always been loved motivational speakers and all of that stuff. I really never, the deeper part of that is where I think coaching takes you. And I think that's what is, what I love about what you've been doing. And, and so tell me more about Think Courageously. Why that? And what are you helping women within that journey of thinking courageously? When I was, Thinking about the direction I wanted to go, I knew that I still wanted to show up in a place of service, which I have continued to do a lot of work in this nonprofit space, and I still love it. But I have also not uh, felt that I was, again, like telling and sharing my story in a way that would be supportive of women. Like, I, I actually think that, you know, I remember the first time somebody said to me, I was, I was at a professional development thing and someone's like, yeah, well, the word I use to describe you is powerful. And I was like, I don't see that at all. I'm like this small, little, funny voiced person. And I never, I didn't own that. And um, through coaching, I, I have met, I'm, I'm so fortunate. I met the most amazing people and what I've, been able to do with Think Courageously. And I chose the word courage very intentionally. Like I, I went through this exercise where I looked up persistent because I'm a persister. I looked up brave. And of course, like who wants to compete with Brene? So that wasn't going to be, you know, um, <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. And for what, for a lot of reasons, this image of courage and, and I created this lioness, her name is Farah, that I've always been attracted towards lion and, you yeah. know, lion and lionesses. And she's like this, Farah is, is like this image of what I feel being female is about. Like she's 
pink and orange and she's alive and she's fierce and she's fun and she's feminine. And Think Courageously is all about uh, my quest to support successful women as they find the courage to make pivots. And I've made a lot of pivots and a lot, most people like through the podcast, people who know me really, really well are learning a lot about me that I <laughs> never chose to share, right? I was just right. like, oh, I got it together. I just want people to think that I, you know, I have it together and I do have it together, but I have it together. You know, I've webbed this life of a lot of pivots in both my personal and professional life. And I think for me, being courageous is about experiencing multiple challenges and still like having the belief that there's something better on the other side. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's different than being brave, which is like a physical thing. Courage is like all about mindset. Like, yeah, I, I can see something that's bigger and better and I'm willing to screw up and make mistakes and be vulnerable to get to the other side of that. And so my podcast really focuses on the three pillar, these three pillars of success, courage, and pivots. And what I found is I've just met some really interesting women. I'm sure you've had the same experience where their stories Everybody's story is different. I ask people to choose the word that resonates with the most. Some people have been, you know, great at professional pivots. Some have done personal pivots. And what I think is really interesting is that all of these women, regardless of where they've landed in their pivots, generally have also redefined success in that. And mm -hmm our limiting beliefs around success and um, encourage and pivots. So that's where yeah. it came from. I love that. The idea of pivoting is something that is important in terms of, especially for women of midlife who have defined themselves in many ways for a long time, call them limiting beliefs or they're just, they've, they've, characterize themselves in certain roles and now as things change in their lives they need to make a pivot right and they 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 should make a pivot if they want to really experience what life could be and and to find and you know that that courageous life for themselves it does require uh, a decision and intention and tell me more about how, you know, when women decide they, they want to work with you, what do they, what are they coming in with? What are they bringing in that kind of, that sort of, this is what I've been doing now. I don't know what, because I hear a lot of that. I thought, you know, the, the next chapter, not knowing where to head. And, and a lot of us are, you know, it's a fearful, it can be, it can be raise a lot of fears for women. For women and men, I'm sure, but for definitely for women. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I would say that I was intentional for me. I wanted to attract um, successful women as coaching clients. I wanted I wanted to work with women who had experienced 
in their own mind something around success mm -hmm. that they had felt accomplished about something because in coaching right some of what the work that we do is remembering or thinking about what that feels like and then figuring out how to duplicate or continue that and so i have attracted um i've i've attracted mostly women i would say between 40 and 60 which makes sense mm -hmm. um who have experienced good things but they see the possibility of more so one of my coaching clients a she's a great example very successful she uh is in the commercial real estate business she was doing really well but she wanted to up level her game she wanted to play at a bigger level and uh -huh. so we really did a lot of work around this concept of energy leadership and what that enabled her to do and she describes it so specifically she was able to show up in a much more powerful way and because she was able to do that she was able to achieve exponentially different results like the coolest part of that story is she had made the investment for herself into coaching and because of the way she showed up her boss recognized that there was a big shift and he ended up paying for her coaching oh, because wow. yeah and and that to me is like yeah like that is is the kind of result that is exciting for me and again she's somebody that i totally admire and i'd seen her leading organizations and i had seen her being very successful in this male dominated in industry and I think the women who are coming to me, again, they are successful, but they want to make the pivot to play bigger and to, to be bolder. And so they are really considering what that's going to look like for themselves. And I think what I also see with a lot of women, and Molly, you probably experienced this a lot in terms of people that you talk to on the podcast, just because of the nature of what you're doing, is that there is there is a tendency for women i think at a certain age to just tolerate right it's in coaching i call it level three energy it is what it is i'm fine you know i don't i, I don't want to step out i i not why would i do that now like my life is fine the way it is mm -hmm. and and i just am fascinated by women who are just willing to say that's not enough like i think i was put here for something bigger and and grander and like more impactful like i really want to i want to ignite my energy in a way that's different than what i've done before because the game's not over for me yet you know yeah. it's not even close and i love that yeah well i have gotten you're right i have got to speak to some really incredible examples of women who late much later in life <laughs> have decided to level up their game and i i share those stories i share your story uh you know at 58 this is a pivot for you this is a different you know a different plan a different course than you had even thought of two years ago and even then it was you were 56 you know i mean it's like this is the the the, the runway you're just getting started. And I think that's so inspiring. And I just want to share these stories with people because it's important to remember that our lives aren't uh, 
the story's not over, you know, the final chapter's not written. And we can keep on doing incredible work and doing great things and be of service and be, and really, just like you said, finding new levels of energy and new levels of meaning in our lives well into our 60s, 70s, and 80s, folks. This is not, you know, there is no reason to to just decide that you need to be complacent and this is the best it is going to be. Like you, the people that inspire me and the way that I want to help people live that happier, longer life is to understand that these are, these options are available to all of us. They really are. And, you know, whether or not someone decides to go become a coach or get coached, the resources, there's just so much available to us. Even if you're sitting there and you're listening and you're thinking, hmm, <laughs> it's not a condemnation. It's just an option to people. This is available to you. This is an, what if, what if you could risk it and you could do it and you didn't fail? What if life could be even better? I, I think that that's remarkable. And I also think that as we get older, I love the fact that we can show up like perfectly imperfect, right? And yeah. there's more, there, we have more grace for ourselves and sometimes other people have that too. And I remember you, I obviously I remember exactly when you and I met and we were in San Diego at this conference and I was looking around or I was watching this Facebook community. I was like, I'm going to be without a doubt, the oldest person who walks into this room. Like all these people are, maybe they're 29 or in their mid thirties, but we, so I reached out, like I had put a post on the yeah. Facebook community, like, are there, is there anybody else that's like over 50? Yeah. And we created that little entrepreneur group of yep. women who are over 50. And it yep. was so cool because we're all over the place where we are, we're showing up in different ways. And, and sometimes I just, I find it really funny. I don't really think about my age much, I guess. Except, yeah, I had a birthday recently and I was thinking about it, but I don't, really, <laughs> I don't really think about it too much. And what I also think is really funny is I love surprising people, right? So all these people that are my friends through coaching are like, you have a podcast? Like, how did you figure out how to do that? <laughs> right? And, and, I'm, and I, I laugh at that because... I think like you, it's why wouldn't I try it? And if it right. doesn't happen, or actually, if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not going to do it. But I've really found the podcast to be so much fun. And on my podcast, I don't know how you how you do this, but I don't do any editing. I'm like, whatever happens, happens. We're going to be fine with it. And it can be perfectly imperfect. And it can be B work. Like I'm not, I'm not going yeah. for a plus and and it took me a long time to get there yeah yeah I have it I do have an editor but I don't she's more about putting in my intros and outros than anything else but um I agree with you and I don't I don't I never script my conversations I don't like try to you know I'll if I'm having somebody that's on that's an expert in a or a scientist or something like that I'll definitely do research that I know a little bit more about what they've done so I can ask intelligent questions, but I don't, I like to have my conversations be more organic and natural and go where they go. And so 
and and some people don't you know they just could never do that they they have to have a script they have to follow it and they really you know it, they get antsy if they don't have it i don't i don't do that either so and i guess some people would consider that b level work which is fine with me if i've learned anything in the last 2 years of this whole process and you know i know you and i share that whole thing is the entrepreneurial spirit and starting something and learning all of that and creating a podcast building a website you name it what i don't think people appreciate enough and what I certainly didn't understand as well before I did all this was that failing, <laughs> failing forward, stumbling often, making mistakes is not a sign that you're, that you're in the wrong place. You know, it's just a learning lesson. It's just something to, to pivot from. It's something to decide that you're going to, that, that that particular, whatever it was, that didn't turn out the way that you anticipated, and it may not be the right building block for whatever it is you're trying to build. But that doesn't mean you're in the wrong place. That doesn't mean that things have gone wrong. That actually just means that, that I mean, that, that something catastrophic has gone wrong. It just means it's, you know, it's something to learn from. And that has been a huge lesson for me and i don't know about you but that's i know i mean when you mentioned saying you know not doing a work or be you know being comfortable with b level work i think that's again the same kind of thing there's a lot of wonderful growth and opportunity especially for women or people in later midlife because we've had a lot of life experiences and we've we've maybe become a little bit more uh set in our ways we're not as whereas the 20 somethings you know they're not they're much more like it's they they don't look at it like oh i failed they just are they they i don't think they come come into it more naturally with the natural inclination of like oh okay well just try something else you know totally agree i totally agree with that and um I, it's funny i mean i don't i'm hard on myself and when i'm when i have a consulting hat on and I'm expected to live to deliver an outcome that's that's different and so I that's where my whole the way I show up has to be aligned with what that client needs sure I just consider this space to be just more playful and um, and much more relatable and I love the fact that culturally we're seeing the rise of all these women who are showing different ways to be women, right? So, you know, whether it's a Rachel Hollis, whether it's, yeah. um, it, it's all these women who are saying, let's celebrate being authentic, right? I mean, I think Amy Porterfield demonstrated that herself. Like I, she was not able to do that initially. And then I think she made some pivots and said, I got to let some of that go. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean you're not producing great work. It just means that you're, for me, it's this ability to be less um, scripted or feeling like I have to be in control of things. Mm -hmm. And, and I really appreciate that and enjoy it. I think the one thing that's interesting, and I'd be curious to know how you feel about this, Sometimes, especially with my coaching colleagues, they'll be like, oh my God, Deb, you are, your your output, like you're doing a ton of things. Like, how are you doing that? And I do think that for me, it's, I don't feel like I have 
10 years to figure this out. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. Right. And, and so I'll say to them, well, I have a different runway. You know, I want to be, I want to have all, all these things up in place without a doubt in the next five years that I have some things in my toolbox that I can work for indefinitely, but I have to put that level of energy right now is really important to me and I have it and it brings me a lot of joy and it's motivating and I'm not, I don't see myself, I see a lot of my coaching friends like, I'm not ready to launch my website. I have to think about what my niche is. I'm not 100% sure and I celebrate and appreciate that's where they're at. If I don't, if I literally don't get off my butt and move forward. <laughs> I don't want to miss the window, right? The window is the window's not totally open. It's not totally closed. It's somewhere where I have to at least put my foot in there and hold a place for it. No, I agree. I, I think that I have had many a conversation with women on this podcast and in other, you know, just other influencers that I'm interacting with. And um, yeah, I would say that overwhelmingly, those of us in our fifties are, there's a sense of urgency that doesn't maybe necessarily exist if someone's in their thirties or forties. They don't have that same, like, you know, that I don't have infinite time. Um, I mean, none of us are promised infinite time, no, whether you're 30, 40 or 50, but it's definitely, but it doesn't feel, I agree with you for me, at least it doesn't feel um, like a negative push. It feels more just like, I really want to accomplish something. I really want to accomplish this while I still can, while I still have the energy to. And I hope that I'll have that energy all the way through. Like I said, for me, I, I'm hopeful that it's there even in my eighties. I know watching my dad get turn just turn 92 and he's still, he's still not done. You know, he still aspires to do things and it's, it is inspirational. And I want to have that I want to be like that as well, but it doesn't come without a plan. It doesn't come without action. And that's, I think what you're saying is that action is, you know, it's got to happen <laughs> or it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's also where courage lives, right? So yep. where you say, I'm going to, this is what I want. So I had been served as a CEO for Habitat for our local Habitat affiliate for almost seven years. And when I left there, I went to go work for this woman who I thought was, you know, she had shown up for me as a mentor and she was very, very, uh, talk about powerful. I mean, this woman was just, she was incredible. And it didn't end up being a great experience. And I knew that I just couldn't wait it out. I just couldn't just see if it would get better. And, right. and that was, that was like, what you just said around, okay, I'm going to fail fast. Like I'm going to admit that this wasn't a good choice and I'm going to move forward with it. And I, I don't have the luxury of just, we're just going to keep trying to figure it out. And also it was ridiculous at the time. It was around the time that I met you or right after that I had left working with her. And I was like, what, I mean, when it, my dream is to have my own business to do this. Okay. What am I waiting for? This is ridiculous. Right. So let's talk about, I want to have you share some last words of inspiration with women that are in their 50s who might be thinking about doing something of this, you know, doing something on their own, or if they are looking for some support, how you might help them. Tell me how, share some words and then uh, tell me how people can connect with you best. Sure. Well, I, 
I would say my words of wisdom are there's a freedom. There's an incredible freedom in allowing yourself to be an explorer of life. And I've been very fortunate through this coaching process to connect with a lot. I have a coaching cohort. Uh, There are eight of us in this cohort that were assigned to work together in group coaching that have chosen to stay together. And we meet every other week. And, you know, I've had friends in my life. I've had, I have very good friends. And I also think it's super important for women to keep thinking about the room that we're showing up in and decide if there are other rooms that we want to explore. Like that's Mm -hmm. okay. And it's exciting. And, and I love, I love this group so much. They have been, they've been so um, supportive of the things that I've done. So find your tribe, um, let go of your limiting beliefs um, and, and think courageously, think differently because I learned, you know, when I lost my mom, she was a hundred percent in perfect shape. She was what she never took any medicine. She was a hundred percent perfect and life can change on a dime. Yeah. Our lives, people we love, you know, their lives. And so I'm not going to play with regrets. And I really feel like that would be an important message. Don't, don't live a life of regret. You still, whatever age you are, you have an opportunity to create something magical and wonderful and share it with the world. Nice. Oh, I love it. All right, Deb, how can my friends connect with you? Well, thanks for asking, Molly. You can <laughs> find me. Um, I, I'm, I'm in a lot of places. So my Facebook is the Think Good Company. Mm-hmm. Um, also Think Courageously. So either of those. My website is uh, the Think Good Company, and that would give you access to learning more about working with me as an individual or if your organization is interested in working with me. And really my tagline for all of that is, you know, I see myself as an igniter of people and organizations. So those are good ways in. I have an Instagram, but I don't know about you, Molly. I find Instagram, I love it so much, but it's not, it it doesn't grow that much. So I'm having fun. I actually have a Facebook community called the Think Courageously community. And uh, so my website or any of those little tools will be great. Awesome. And you can listen to the Think Courageously podcast on any place that you can listen to podcasts, correct? Yeah, thank you for reminding me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I love you to listen and enjoy. Absolutely. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, speak with me today and to connect with our audience. And uh, I just hope that people will find you as inspiring as I do. They will check you out at Think Good Company or Think Courageously podcast. And I appreciate you. So good to see you again, too, my friend. It's amazing to see you. Yeah, my whole weekend is awesome. Perfect. Thanks, Deb. Thanks for listening to the Live Happier Longer podcast. If this podcast is helping you and you'd like to go a little deeper, maybe track your progress on your habit building, you should check out our Five for Life planner. The planner is 13 weeks, undated, and you can start literally at any time to create the habits of a happier, longer life. 
It'll keep you motivated and it'll keep you accountable. And hey, it's affordable. So go to shop.fiveforlife.co. That's shop.fiveforlife.co and enter promo code podcast for a special discount.